Would you like to become a fascinating personality, break free from plateaus, and gain power over your mental resources and your full potential? You came to the right place. Welcome to a magical journey to yourself. This show is made in Germany. If you like the show, please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or PureMindMagic.club. Welcome to Season 1, Shaping Your Reality. And here is your host, international magician, speaker, and book author, Victoria Mavis. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in again to Pure Mind Magic and a brand new interview with Laura Peterson, also known as Laptop Laura, because she's able to work from everywhere in the world and she actually does exactly that. So it's very hard to get her on the show because she's traveling all the time from the United States to Australia, where she has just been also to Europe. She's kind of everywhere speaking and promoting her great work on how to help people get their book done and also how to market the book. Because we all know it is one thing to write a book, but then there is a completely different task that the book will sell internationally. So she has provided a lot of wisdom for you today where you can learn how to accomplish all of that. So we will also talk about copywriting and I think this is really the secret sauce when it comes to success and selling anything you would like, not just only books. Talking of books... Maybe you know that I also created a motivational book that is called How Podcasting Can Change Your Life, Unleash Endless Possibilities. It is out on Amazon worldwide, available as Kindle ebook or also as hard copy delivered to your home. You can also go to Goldmine podcasting.com to get more information and even the first chapter of the book completely for free so you can see if you like the energy. Laura Peterson is a best-selling author already and has two books. She is also a podcaster, created a podcast and also created books around podcasting where podcasters can learn how to copyright. Her book is amazing. I have it next to my bed because she's discussing everything about beliefs when it comes to writing a book and all the special hints for podcasters and some really kind of magic tricks what you can do when your book is out. So this will be really an amazing interview. You can expect a lot of value around changing your beliefs about book marketing, copywriting, and even how it feels to work anywhere in the world. So lean back, enjoy the show, and here is for you, Laura Peterson. Laura, welcome to the show. 
Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Well, it's great that you are here and tuned in from San Diego today. So we have some interesting topics coming up to discuss all about book writing, publishing and launching it. But before we dive into that, can you share a secret about you with us? Oh, like a secret people don't know? Yes, something unique about yourself. Hmm. Well, I could say that I'm really, really afraid of heights. So even if we're like in a big mall and we're on like the third story, I will freak out if anyone gets close to the rail. But on the other hand, I love flying and I've been in a helicopter and I've done a zero gravity flight and I'm practically like hanging out like, woo, this is fun. So it's this weird thing in my brain where I'm more afraid of sort of like smaller heights than I am of really big heights, if that makes sense. <laughs> oh, that is really interesting. I never heard that before, but that is definitely <laughs> something interesting about you. So before I ask you my 100 questions I have here, Laura, just share with us your story and what you are an expert in. Yeah, so I was a big nerd in school, and my parents told me, all you have to do is get really good grades, go to the best college possible, get a good job, stay there forever, and that's like the recipe for success and happiness. And so I was like, okay, I can do that, and I got all the A's I could, and I went to a good college, but I actually, during college, I studied abroad in Germany, ironically, and it was the best year of my entire life. And this was during 2001 to 2002. And while I was there, I started doing things other than just academics. So I was on the Springen team. So I did trampoline and we had competitions and uh, I took salsa dancing lessons and I did art and all this stuff that I had never really done before because I was so focused on grades and like, you know, academic sort of programs. And so when I came back from studying abroad in Germany for a year, my dad also gave me the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which really changed my perspective on money and kind of how we can actually set ourselves up to not be trading just time for money and be sort of trapped in the hamster wheel of job after job. So it's kind of like this combination of being in Europe for a year and traveling all over and exploring new passions and then also seeing finances and, and the world differently when it comes to career and business. And that kind of combined, I was uh, 21, I think I just turned 21, that kind of combination really started to steer me in a different direction. And I took a lot of twists and turns to where I am today. But um, I used to have a podcast production company. So I'm a big nerd for podcasting. I'm a big supporter of podcasts starting them yourself or being a guest on other shows. It's a great and growing medium. Uh, and then I wrote my own first book at the end of 2016. And so many people started reaching out to me saying, hey, would you help me do that too? Because I wrote it in 30 days, figured out how to self-publish it, hit bestseller on Amazon in one of a very, very relevant category for my book. And so in 2017, I started helping a bunch of people. I made a course. I took on private clients. And now in 2018, it's the only thing I do. So I don't do podcast production anymore. I'm just all in helping entrepreneurs, podcasters, people who want to be seen as a thought leader to write, self-publish, 
and market their book, even if they don't have a huge, huge email list or Facebook ads and be able to hit bestseller on Amazon and just use that book to leverage for so much more to grow their brand and business. Hmm, very nice. So you have a lot of good advice in store. And because you know mm -hmm. everything in the book and publishing area, I got some specific questions for you because as I said, I'm, sure. <laughs> I'm well prepared. So I read your book. So I'm <laughs> almost done and through the, her book is called Permission to Write a Book. Am I correct? Yeah, permission to write a brand building book. And actually, my original title was permission to write a best selling book. But I got feedback from the Amazon uh, bots or tech people that you're not allowed to use the word best selling in the title. It was they claim it could be misleading. So I changed it to brand building book. So that's also a little learning lesson for anyone who's uh, working on a book themselves. There's so, a couple words they might flag. Okay, so true. So now we got the, the title right. And you are dealing in this book with a lot of beliefs. And I think this is the main point where it comes down to when people really step into action and make it happen to write the book, because so many beliefs come up, like people are thinking, who am I to tell other people what to do and all that stuff around that. So Laura, what would you say are the best, what is the best way to deal with all that beliefs that are holding your back or blocking you from the creative process and really ending your book? Yeah, well, I think that for people, so I'm, I think I just turned 37, I can't keep track, but for people who are maybe went through this time of our society where school was the most important thing, We're used to looking for a syllabus, looking to a leader to tell us what to do to get the good grade or get the advancement to the next level. So I think that we're sort of conditioned in our minds to feel like we can't choose ourselves. We have to look externally for the steps or we have to look externally for permission or we have to wait until the, quote, PhD level expert of the field tells us we're good enough and we're ready. And I want to invite people to just push that old thinking to the side and recognize that you are in control of how much you want to grow your brand, your business, how much you want to share with your audience. And if you feel like you're called to write a book, which I think everyone should, if they've, if they have any kind of knowledge and experience to share, so that's everybody, then I think that we need to just reframe a book as yet another tool to communicate the information and stories and knowledge that we have to people who are a few steps behind us and who can really benefit from it. So I think to kind of add to that, we need to stop making it about ourselves and our own ego sort of sense, like, who am I to write a book? It's not about you. It's not about whether you are worthy enough or you are good enough, which you are. But it's more about, can you help other people? And if you can, then I would say it's your duty to write a book. And that kind of takes the pressure off your shoulders, I think. Hmm, I like that. That sounds really motivational when you put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> let's talk about the biggest fears around publishing a book. So people 
fear what is going to happen when no one buys the book and they also fear mm -hmm. negative reviews on Amazon or their website. So what are the best ways to deal with that, Laura? Good question. Yeah, and I definitely talk about that in my book. So I love this concept of what if no one buys your book to, you know, that might sound like the absolute worst case scenario, but I would argue that, Hey, if no one buys your book, but it's live on Amazon and you're going to get at least one buy, you can you know, ask your brother or sister or mom or somebody, so you're going to get at least one <laughs> buy. You are still a published author. Your book is still found on Amazon, which is one of the most used platforms in the world. So you are still a published author. You can print a copy on demand by using KDP, which is Kindle Direct Publishing, or Create Space. Those are both uh, Amazon companies. So you could have a printed on demand book sent to your house. So it would probably cost you 10 bucks total, like five bucks for printing, depending on how big the book is, and five bucks for shipping. Now, I know that might depend on where you are in the world, but let's say for around $10 or 10 euros, you can have a physical copy of your book in your hands. And now you can use that book to leverage for so much more. Take photos holding the book, send the book to somebody that you, that you would love to speak at their conference and say, you know, in chapter 10, I talked about this topic and I know that's important for your conference, your event. So there are so many ways you can use the book as a tool way beyond actually selling it digitally. So that's one thing I would say is if you're only focused on making a bunch of money or sales on the book, then maybe you're thinking about it the wrong way. At least if you're an entrepreneur or somebody that wants to use the book to grow your brand and business. And then around haters, I definitely used to feel that too. Like I was so nervous that people were going to say, you know, call me a fraud or say chapter 10 sucked or, oh, I found like a typo somewhere. And ultimately, I feel like people who would leave really, really mean comments are probably people who are hurting. So I kind of feel more empathetic and bad for them because if they really have want to take the time to do that, then that means that they're just hurting and lashing out. And there are going to be some people that just maybe bought it and they misunderstood and didn't like it or whatever. There's a million reasons, but you, you can't let that slow you down and you'll, never make any progress if you don't put yourself out there. So by actually getting bad reviews or getting haters or trolls, it's showing that you're doing something, that you're making an impact in the world. So keep on moving forward and focus on those people that it's going to benefit and try to keep the haters, keep their volume turned down low because they don't matter as much. Also really good and practical advice on that, how to deal with that. So would you say, Laura, it is also about leaving your comfort zone? Mm, so much. I mean, we all go through this. So just because I'm at a certain point doesn't mean that I haven't gone through it or I don't still feel that uncomfortableness when I'm pushing into a new territory. So I would say just start to reframe it and think of being uncomfortable as more of a fun thing rather than a fear thing you have to run away from. So think about how it could be fun to take a little extra step out of your comfort zone and just test the waters and start taking action forward. And you're going to find that it's not 
it doesn't end up going as bad as you might have feared. And it actually ends up start being fun because you're going to have people reaching out to you and say, oh my gosh, you inspired me by your taking action. Now I feel like I can take action too. Thank you. You're going to start getting this positive reinforcement loop that's going to encourage you to keep on doing it even more. Yes, that makes so much sense. And now another specific question when we look at the creative side of creating a book, there is this famous thing called writer's block. And I think mm. <laughs> any author has to deal with it. So maybe in the beginning, in the middle or close to the end. So what would be your tips to deal with a writer's block and to get your creativity back flowing when you hit this plateau where you have the feeling that you you can't write anymore hmm. well to start with i would recommend to make sure that you pick a topic that you're going to write about that's something that you already have a passion for and you already have a knowledge base for so especially if you have a business you have a brand you want to be known for in a certain topic pick something to write about that's going to very naturally feed into kind of like the top of your funnel, as we call it, and, you know, marketing speak. So to attract people who might be potential leads and maybe could turn into clients or people that would be able to bring you on stage to talk about a certain topic at their conference. So you want to pick a topic that's relevant to what you're doing already. And if you do so, you've got so much knowledge in your head that you probably even forgot half the stuff that you know. So one of the best ways to get started is literally to block out time in your calendar and say, this is time for writing. And you want to open up a piece of paper or Google doc or wherever you're writing. And you're not allowed to do anything else. Turn off all notifications, turn off your phone and tell yourself you're not allowed to do anything else except for write. And if that just means you write down on the paper, literally, I don't know what to write. Do that because by actually writing your, it's going to start triggering your brain into saying, okay, this is what we're doing and stuff is going to start to flow. So I'd say just start writing and more and more stuff will come out. And then the other thing that I would add to that is for me, if I keep it all in my head, it starts to get really overwhelming and I feel like I can never get it all out and make sense of it. So I'm a real strong proponent of creating a really detailed outline, which ends up being like your table of contents in the end. And so if you're able to brain dump everything out, organize it in a clear way and say, okay, this is my structure of the book. This is, these are the things I'm going to cover. Then when you sit down to write, you already know the whole flow of the book. So maybe you start writing chapter seven because that topic is going to come the most easy. And maybe you put off chapter three until the end. because that one's like, where you're like, Oh, I might need to do a little extra research on this one to bring my advice up to date or whatever. So if you really have a clear map and structure with your outline, it's so much easier to just pick a spot where you don't feel as much resistance, start rating and get that momentum building. And you can always come back to the parts that are maybe a little tougher later, but you'll already have that sort of feeling of accomplishment from knocking out some of the easier ones for yourself. Mm, very good approach. And I think that can really help when you hit this plateau and feel like this 
blog. So there's this mm. one thing, Laura, to write the book, to create everything and put it down to paper. But then there's this other big part, what I always say with magic show business, you have show and you have business. So with a book, mm. you have the writing process, being creative. And then you have this process of selling the book, publishing the book, or marketing the book. And I think a lot of people have really difficulties in with that step of the process. So what would you say are the best ways to really market a book when someone has the mm -hmm. aim to really sell books, not only building a brand, but really selling books? Yeah, well, if you're feeling stuck with marketing at all, I would suggest, because I... I know for me, sometimes I felt like, oh, these people do not want to hear me promoting my stuff again, you know, like buy this, buy that. Here's my book. Here's my course, whatever. Like, I feel like we all start to get, feel bad about promoting our stuff to sell so much. So what I would recommend is to start sharing your book before it's, before you even start, you know, you could say, hey guys, it is August. And I've made the goal to have my book done by the end of the year. So by December 15th or whatever, it's going to happen. Like hold me accountable and start sharing that because people will psychologically start feeling a part of the journey of the whole thing and be more likely to actually purchase the book when it's live because they felt like they were a part of it as you went. So I would recommend sharing everything about the book and trying to involve your audience. And by audience, that can literally just be all your friends and family and connections on Facebook or LinkedIn, Instagram, everywhere. But try to involve them in the process throughout, throughout it. And one of the best ways I have found is to get them to vote on things or give you feedback. So visual things I find work the best. So for example, let's say you're working on a design cover and maybe you hire somebody from Fiverr and then you make a couple of tweaks or something. So you could put up both of those pictures side by side and label one A and label one B and then say A or B, which book cover do you like more and why? You will get so much engagement, so many comments, so much great feedback that will actually help you to improve the cover design. And then again, people are starting to feel a part of your journey. They're feeling like they're helping you create it without doing a lot of extra work. Your posts are going to get more uh, sharing and ex exposure just from the algorithms because so many people are engaging with it. So you're going to end up reaching more people than just like a pure buy this, buy this, whatever. So I would say try to inc incorporate your audience into the process as much as you can throughout the entire journey. Because they're going to really feel a part of that and be more likely to support it and buy it. And also know what it's about. Because the more you share along the way, they're going to know. So when it's live, they'll be able to better refer your book and share it with relevant friends and family who could benefit from it too. Mm, that are some really unique tips, I think, uh, how to approach that. And I think that also comes close to this tip to have a launch team around your book. Mm -hmm. So, Laura, what would be your take on that? Yeah, so a launch team is like, try to c create a little like micro group who's really, really excited about your book and involved in it. You could make a private Facebook 
group and you could maybe make it like a pop-up group so it's only going to be around for a couple months or whatever and then you can just let it go so it's not something that you have to necessarily maintain forever uh but or say they want to share their email list and then they get certain emails to remind them about different things but let's say shoot for make a goal of getting 20 people let's say who would be willing to do a little extra stuff to support you so for example you might give them a sneak peek of the book before it's even live. And that can just be a bonus that they think is really cool. Or maybe they'll even read it and give you feedback and help you find like little typos that might be hidden throughout. Cause you know, as, as hard as we try to get rid of all typos, there's always something that squeezes by. So you, they can get like special early access to the book. Uh, also ask them, would they be willing when your book is live and you're doing your promotion and your launch to go and leave a review on Amazon about your book? That's honest. And you don't say it has to be five stars. You don't say they have to use certain words. You just say, leave an honest review that will really help. So try to find, let's say like 20 people and heck, if you've got five, that's still awesome. So don't let that number, you know, slow you down. If you can just find a select smaller number of people who want to be a little bit extra in sharing and promoting and reviewing your book, then that is an amazing launch street team that you can put together without too much extra work on your end, but it can really help give your book that extra push when you're live. Hmm. That was really a good overview around the launch team combined with all these great marketing tips you gave. And maybe this is a good position now to tell people about the free Facebook group you mm. mentioned pre-recording because I think this is a really a fantastic resource page where people can engage with you and find out more about this tons of knowledge you, you seem to have in uh, all this uh, book writing and publishing field. Oh, thank you. That has a good idea. Yeah, I've got a Facebook group that's free. And it's for anybody who wants to write, self-publish, launch a book, if they're excited about hitting bestseller or not, that's not a requirement, but we definitely talk about it. And so it's a great free group and community that's growing. It's not super, super huge yet. I think there's, at the time that we're recording, this is like 170 people or so. And some people are like really engaged because they're working on a book. And then some people kind of fade away for a little while while they're working on something else. And then they come back. But it's a great place to start getting support. You can ask questions. I'll answer them anytime. I even will do like, let's say you ask a question and it's easier for me to show you. I'll record a quick like video overview and put the video inside of the group as the answer. Uh, it's just a great place to start interacting with me, get your questions answered, meet other people who are going through the same journey as you. And it can be really inspiring and motivating, especially if you feel like maybe there aren't a lot of people around you that have written a book. Um, If you share your goals around writing a book, you might get some well-intentioned but not so positive reinforcement. So it's nice to be surrounded by people that get you. And, and you can find that group if you just type in copythatpops.com forward slash Facebook. It'll redirect you over to the group on Facebook and you'll be able to join in and, and start talking with us and tell us about your book. <laughs> 
Hmm, very nice inv invitation, I think, that is really helpful to get uh, more and learn more about the whole process from people who have done it and be together with like-minded people. I think that always helps you to stay in this high frequency and to really make it happen. Mm -hmm. So, Laura, you mentioned already that... You can use a book to grow your podcast and or business to motivate our listeners. What would you say are some opportunities that can emerge from writing a book? Oh, so many. And it's funny. I was just, uh, I, in addition to my free groups, I've got two paid programs and one of those is an inner circle. And just yesterday we had a guest expert speaker come in and talk to the inner circle about getting opportunities to speak on stage and using your book to leverage, to do more speaking engagements, both free and paid, but just getting your, getting more exposure. And as we were all talking about it in this small group, we kind of started shouting out all the different things that opportunities had come for us for each having done a book. And there were so many benefits that we not, we couldn't have anticipated. It's kind of like you're in this hall and there's a bunch of doors that are closed to you, but there are also doors that you can't see that are closed. And once you write a book, doors you knew were there will open and other doors, like secret passages start to open and you didn't even recognize they were there beforehand. So I think that it's, it's a great undertaking to start opening opportunities that you can't even necessarily anticipate for sure around speaking, around podcasting. I think it's incredible. So if you have a podcast, you could pick up your book and talk about one of the chapters and there's an amazing episode and then promote your book. You can say, this is from chapter five. If you want to read more, go pick up my book on Amazon and give them an easy link to find. You can also use the book as leverage to get interviewed on more podcasts. And I have had multiple clients who actually start getting more podcast interviews while they're writing the book. It's not even done yet, but they're sharing their journey. They're asking for people to vote and give feedback on what they're doing along the way. And podcast hosts recognize them as, hey, these are people that are taking action. These are leaders. These are people I want to feature on my show too. So by taking action, you're kind of putting yourself out there for other influencers, other leaders, other people with the platform to see you as someone that they want to align with. So it will definitely get you more podcast bookings as well. Hmm, very nice. So it is like opening a magic door and starting yes. a ripple effect, right? Yes, so that's perfect. Such a good way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Laura, what would you say? Because you are, I can say, an expert in both areas in podcasting, because you had this podcast production company as well as an author, because you did write bestseller books. So, What would you say, where is the big distinction between having a podcast and writing a book? Which medium is for what good? Good question. Well, I think that they're both incredible and I have both and I, so I recommend both. So you can't go wrong, <laughs> but <laughs> what I would say about the differences is so 
in general, a podcast seems to me to be a content production platform that you kind of keep on doing ongoing. Now, of course, you could do a series or you could do just like a, you know, a 10 part episode podcast. That's it. And it just it goes in that way, wanting to only be 10 episodes or whatever. So that's fine. But I would say the majority of podcasts and podcasters start it by saying, okay, I'm going to do it every week on Tuesday forever or, you know, every other day, whatever your, um, your plan is. So a podcast is a bit more of ongoing content production to keep on engaging with your audience and finding new listeners on platforms like iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify and things like that. Whereas a book is more of like a, a bigger upfront effort because it takes longer to write a book maybe than to record one podcast. But your all your work is up front and then you can kind of stop it. <laughs> you don't have to write anymore once you've got your book launched, but you can still use it and leverage it for so many more things. So it's kind of like a book is like an upfront, heavier investment of time and effort, but then you can reap the rewards forever. And a podcast is a bit more ongoing content production type of a format. Both are amazing. Both have great overlap. What I would say though, that is a makes a benefit for books is for some reason, there's still like a magic around books. And I think that's because in the past, not that far long ago, no one could write a book unless you were tapped on the shoulder by some big publishing firm in New York City or London or wherever. I don't know where all these publishers are. And you had to be selected or you had to be like super rich that you had enough money to actually distribute it yourself and, and do all this kind of thing. So there's this magic around books still because it used to be hard and it used to be only for a very select few. But now with self-publishing, all the barriers are gone. That magic is still sort of floating around it though. I don't know if it'll always be that way, but I'd say now while there's still this magical perception around a book is so hard and such a big deal and so special, take advantage of it. Hmm. So you would say it's the right timing to start a book now? Yes, for sure. I think it's like the perfect combination because self-publishing is never easier than before. And being a self-published author isn't looked down upon. For a while, if you self-publish, people kind of look down at you like, okay, loser, you couldn't get a deal. But now even big names are choosing to self-publish instead of going through a traditional publisher because they're finding the traditional publishing deals are not as good as they, you know, or used to be, or they thought that they would be. So big names are choosing to self-publish. There isn't a negative stigma around self-publishing and there's still this magic around books. So everyone else will just start talking to you differently. Like just to say that you're an author, people's eyes still widen and they're like, wow, you're amazing. And it's like, okay, well, thank you. But I'm no different than I was yesterday before I uploaded my <laughs> file to Amazon. You know what I mean? So like, just take advantage. It's kind of like a perfect storm, I'd say. Mm. Yeah, that's really motivational. And hopefully more listeners are <laughs> now in the process to decide to write their book and get into the game. So, Laura, to bring both worlds together now, you mentioned it already. So a book can get you more bookings on podcasts as a guest expert. So can you give away like a couple of good tips how to successfully land a podcast interview as an author? Sure. Well, people pitch me a lot to be on the show. And I would say I really like 
for one, emails that are written clear and concise. So I love reading, but I am not interested in reading giant blobs of text like ever. I want to be able to scan. So if people send me emails with bullets, selective things are bold to make it stand out where it's appropriate. Making things very easy to read just in the email pitch alone is a great first step. Secondly, in that email pitch, you need to make it about the value you're going to give to the host and the audience, not about yourself. So if you write an email and you just brag about how great you are, by the way, I'd love to promote my book on your show or whatever, people are just going to delete it. So you need to be thoughtful about how you can actually uniquely help the audience. Now, I know that this takes extra time, but so many people want podcast interviews. That's the only way you're going to be able to stand out. So I have people pitching me for their clients and I look at it and the topics they want to talk about have nothing to do with my show. And I'm like, okay, you didn't even take the time to read my show description on iTunes, which would have taken you 30 seconds. Or maybe they pitch me a topic that I've just covered like in depth the past five episodes. So it's like, well, if you actually saw that I just covered that, maybe you would have suggested something else. So I'd say put in some extra effort into making your email really customized to that person that you want to be on the show and easy for them to digest it. Another thing you could do is to uh, create a one-sheeter is what they call it. It's like a PDF and it's just one page, kind of like your podcasting resume, but not written like a resume where it's got a photo of you, at least one photo, your name, contact information, some talking points that maybe you're really comfortable with, some questions that the host could ask you in a pinch if they wanted. Make things really easy for the host to just open up this PDF and see at a glance what you're all about. So I think that doing those things are going to make you a lot better of a candidate just to even get the opportunity for the host to consider you yes or no. The other thing I would say, and this is goes with everything in life I would, I would venture to, to propose out there is it's all about relationships. So if someone just cold emails me, I'm really busy. So the chances they're going to get through are very low. But if one of my good friends is like, Hey, you need to meet, you know, Joanna, I would be like, okay, let's do it. Because I've already like, I have this social equity with my friend who's introducing you on, on their behalf. So keep building those relationships and that rapport because it goes a long way and, um, just kind of makes everything easier to get opportunities to open up. Hmm. That was really a clear, structured answer, I would say. <laughs> Thanks, Laura. Very helpful. So we are coming to the end of the interview. I know you're very busy, but for the listeners who really would like to connect with you, we mentioned the free Facebook group and that you also get some paid programs with the inner circle. But what would be the best way to reach out for you and connect with you? Yeah. So you were asking me before we started recording about my social media handle is Laptop Laura. So people can find me at Laptop Laura on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I don't know, really on Snapchat anymore, but I do have one. <laughs> so that's a great way to connect with me on social media is Laptop Laura. And then sort of the hub of everything really is my website, which is copythatpops.com. 
So you can always go there and you can find a link to the Facebook group, to my blog and my podcast and tons of free downloadable resources to help you even more. And then if you are interested in maybe a more in-depth working with me paid program, then you absolutely can send me an email, laura at copythatpops.com, and I can shoot you over more information too, or answer any questions that you might have along the way. Fantastic. And I will put all this information in the show notes to make it really easy to get to you. Good. <laughs> so, Laura, do you have some final words, some great advice, a great quote, whatever, for new authors and people who are juggling the idea in their head to start writing a book? Hmm. How about this? If you're not going to do it, somebody will. So stop letting negative self-talk slow you down. Just start taking action and grow into the leader that you want to be. And that includes with your book, includes with the podcast, includes all these little things. It's kind of like in school, it was really easy because we knew what we had to do to get an A. But in life and in business, it's a bit harder. But I truly believe that as you start checking off these elements that people see as qualities of leaders or features of leaders like a book, like a podcast, like speaking on stage, like great photos on your website, like you know, professional copy written about your bio or whatever. As you start checking these off, you're going to start increasing your own self-confidence to put yourself out there even more. And other people are going to start recognizing you as a leader and opening up some of these magic doors that are hidden that you don't even know are there. Hmm. Very nice words. So, Laptop Laura, thank you so much for being on the Pure Mind Magic podcast today. I would love to stay in contact and probably bring you back to another episode in the future. Oh, it would be my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun and you asked really good questions. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Have a magical day and until soon. You too. Cheers. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining me with this great interview with Laura Peterson. I hope you took away some great advice and really feel motivated to come up with your own book now. And don't hesitate to contact Laura to help you with the process. In case you're a big podcast fan... I have a special tool for you because I created the podcast listening journal. This is a journal just for podcast fans where you can write down everything you grab from listening to podcasts episode, like what you heard, what stood out, what you would like to check out, book recommendations, or in case you would like to recommend a special episode to a specific friend. So I created this also for myself because I'm listening to podcasts all the time and sometimes I can't quite remember where I heard what. So this podcast listening journal is the perfect solution. You can get it from Amazon. I would Recommend the hard copy version, but it's up to you and you will find the direct link to this in the show notes. And you are now probably curious about the next episode. And since I couldn't manage to get an interview up last Friday, I do a special this Sunday. So meaning in two days, there will be a new interview. This interview 
is with Sean Anderson. He is really amazing because he's a motivational author. He wrote seven books. One of them ranked Amazon number one bestseller in the category motivation and self-help. He's a lifetime entrepreneur has been in more than 45 countries and built a million-dollar company around everything he does. So he's someone who's really coming up with results. He walks his talk and he will inspire you on a really deep level and coming with some entrepreneurial insights. So don't miss this special interview with Sean Anderson this Sunday airing on Pure Mind Magic. All for today. I really hope you do feel inspired and can't wait to listen to the next episode. If you liked it, please be so kind and leave a rating on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or whatever you like. That really helps so much. And thank you for that. Until next time, create some magic. Magic.